Welcome back to For You and For Me, the podcast of Monsignor Kieran Harrington's Sunday homilies. This past Sunday was the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, which marks the end of the liturgical year as we prepare for Advent. The first reading was the end of Ezekiel's Parable of the Shepherds. The second reading is known as Christ the First Fruits from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And the gospel reading rounds out this stint with Matthew as he relates to us the judgment of the nations. Monsignor starts out by talking about how nationalism and ultimately secularism grew before and after the First World War. And he makes the point that these evils that turn us away from God are still happening today. Just look at the Me Too movement. Monsignor talks about the change we must really affect in our lives when we are Christians and how that manifests in the vocations that God has called us to. I'm going to be brief this morning because Sister Heidi is going to speak a little bit about her vocation story because in the next two weeks we are going to be speaking about vocations and calling people who might be interested to be a priest or a nun. And so I'm going to defer to Sister Heidi uh, to, to speak to us this morning, but just say a few words about the gospel and our feast day. Today is the feast of Christ the King. This feast came into being in 1925 when Pope Pius XI, following the First World War, said something seems to be happening in the midst of the culture. And I think that what was happening in 1925 is happening uh, for us today. You see, in the early part of the 19th century, what did we see? We saw a rise in nationalism. It was sort of radical nationalism that was taking place all throughout the world. And you know, of course, how the First World War was started. Right? with a gunshot, an assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. And the, even though the royal family, Queen Elizabeth, it was all her grandchildren who were sitting on all these various thrones all throughout Europe, they were all fighting with one another. Right? Because of national determination, what did it mean to be a German? What did it mean to be a Slav? What did it mean to be a Frenchman? What did it mean to... Be, was a question of this national identity. And what we see here is from that movement of nationalism, we saw also the growth of national socialism, Nazism, and also communism. So from these two, from this moment where people became so focused on themselves, their own tribe, their own national identity, there rose up this great secularism in society and of course one of the most bloody wars in human history the first world war where the first time weapons of mass destruction real weapons of mass destruction mustard gas uh, machine gun fire all that sort of thing was to ravage humankind so pius the 11th in 1921 first and then in 1925 established this holiday to remind us that christ is the sovereign king of all our life So what's the difference here? Well, think for a moment about what we think about a president. What's the difference of a president today? We think about how does a president come into power? Generally by elections. How is is power exercised? It's generally exercised with might. We think about the use of military force and coercion. This is how secular power is exercised. Consider President Assad, for instance, in Syria, and the great violence in that regime. If you think about different parts of the world, Mugabe, 
in Zimbabwe, holding on to power. If we think about how power is being exercised in Egypt, where people in a mosque are terrorized, this is how secular authorities exercise power. We think about the choices that one has when confronted in secular, with secular power. In, in Alabama, you have someone who is essentially a pedophile running against somebody who is rabidly, not simply pro-choice, but pro-death, pro-abortion. What choices does one face? These are questions uh, that all of us must be confronted. And this is what the Feast of Christ the King is about, to remind us that Christ is the one, our claim is staked in heaven, not here on earth. These are, we are temporary pilgrims passing through, and that there is a life which is to come, and we pledge our life to that life which is to come, and we stand in opposition to that as we hear in the Gospel today. Because all the values that our world espouses are contradicted by the sacred scriptures today. Think for a moment about those who are in prison. Has anyone been to a prison to visit anybody? Not too many, right? Not too many of us have gone to a prison. How many of us have spent our holidays taking care of somebody who is poor, without housing, without food? How many of us have gone to a hospital recently to see somebody who is ill or not in good health? The scriptures are a challenge to you and to me. I mean, this is the wake-up call. If you're sitting there and saying, you know what, I haven't really gone to visit somebody who is in prison. I really don't care much for the poor, whether they are hungry or naked or homeless. If I haven't been solicitous of somebody who is in ill health. Well, how can we listen to the scriptures here and walk out the doors and feel that we are justified in faith? What we should be saying is that our life is not changed, that maybe we come to church and we feel good about coming to church because we feel like we are paying our obligation to God, which we are, but in fact it has not taken effect in our life because the gospel is called to transform our life. Part of that we think about is the call to religious life, uh, for religious vocations. And today, the call to religious life is extraordinarily countercultural. It is countercultural. First off, you know, it's important to note that priests or nuns, we are not a part of the culture. We are in the culture, just like you. A priest or a nun is in the culture, just like you. The same exact things that you would struggle with, a priest or a nun is going to struggle with. It's not like they li we live in a bubble. <laughs> right? And so we are a part of the culture the same as you. And oftentimes a young man or a young woman will say to me, uh, Father, I, you know, I'd like to be a priest, but I really want to have a family. And I always say, well, good, thank God. I don't want a guy who wants to be a priest who says, I don't want to be a father, I don't want to be a husband. What kind of priest would he be? because priests are in relationship with people. Someone who says, I don't want to have a child, well, what does that indicate about one's ability to be selfless? You take a look at parents who have children, 
What does a parent of a child have to do? They have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to take care of the child, feed the child, change the child. They would say to themselves, what I would do just to be able to stay in bed till 8 o'clock in the morning and not be disturbed, right? Selflessness. This is what a parent is called to. So if you think for a moment about, isn't that what you would want in a priest or a nun? But a lot of times people say, well, I can't do it. I don't think I could do that life. And that's why you see the sisters, you could tell that nuns did this, uh, developed the thing in the front of the church, the hole, right? There's a sort of hole that you have to step over. And then you see that when you step in, when you take that risk of faith, you stand into the hand of God. And this, of course, then, is something which is a part of all our life. You see, the fact is, is there is a hole in everybody's life here. You know, you think about this. Charlie Rose is probably the American public intellectual. And look at how his life is unraveled at 70 years of age. The American public intellectual. And if you take a look at almost all the people, what power, prestige, whatever, and yet there's a great hole in humanity. And the fact is we can look at them, but there's a hole in each of us too. You know, it's easy to look at them. You know, in American society today, everything is permitted. Everything is permitted but nothing is forgiven. And so, if we take a look at this great hole in us, what is that hole? Maybe part of the problem for all of us is that we seek to fill this up with things other than that hole which was created for us by God. This is what we are called. The only one who can satisfy us, the only one who can make us whole is God. And so today we celebrate this feast of Christ the King. And what I would encourage you to think about is how is Christ the king of your life? And consider your life in the context of the scriptures. And then also to say, okay, as I look at my life, I know that, uh, that there are other young men and women uh, in, the life, in my life today who I think, I think, might be a good priest or a nun. And even though they may not live here at St. Joseph, they may live in Kansas, or they may live in Missouri, or they may live in California, wherever they may live, we're going to ask you to just write their name down, maybe their address or email address, indicating that you think that they would be a good priest or religious. And if you do that, we'll be in touch with them to just make an invitation to them to say, so-and-so has thought that you might be uh, a call to religious life, and here is some information of how you may uh, discern that call. And so with that, I'm going to uh, conclude and invite Sister Heidi to come forward to share a little bit about her own uh, vocation story. What is God calling you to do? You might explore the answer to that question on a website DeSales Media has created on behalf of the Diocese of Brooklyn. Just point your browser to whatsmycalling.org to check it out. Brooklynpriests.org is another great resource for young men considering the call to the priesthood. This show is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. Ask us questions by tweeting at Monsignor H or by emailing podcast at desalesmedia.org. Until next time, for Monsignor Kieran Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by, for you and for me.